0: speak truth behind closed doors closed doors so this is it this is my first long podcast when I say long in terms of I actually get to have a real conversation um, about my podcast and so I'm excited thank you for taking the time to listen um, hopefully I've prompted everybody enough so that they were ready to, for me to just bring on my conversation and to have great dialogue. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm certainly looking for feedback, certainly welcoming comments and questions. Um, and, and here it is. I say that I am going to unapologetically be me, talk about my truths Um, I certainly believe that through these podcasts and this podcast experience and series with me, that my goal to help change someone else or to help someone just be able to speak their own truths, that that's what I do, right? It's funny. One of the things that I was thinking about is Adam and Eve. Don't know why I thought about that. But um, Adam and Eve felt that because they had already committed the sin that once they were clothed that they could hide from God, right? That's interesting to me. And I use that to kind of start this podcast because we can't hide from our sin. We can't hide. And so no, my podcast isn't about anything religious, or should I say my podcast isn't about me preaching. I love having great dialogue with people. And you ever sit and have a conversation with someone And the conversation is just so deep and you realize this person and I have a lot more in common than I actually thought. But sometimes, unfortunately, those things in common aren't always good things. But that's why I believe that my purpose is that I continue to engage in conversation with people, particularly young women young people. Because I believe that sometimes even in our life experiences, that sometimes we need to be able to speak our truth to people so that they can understand and so that we can help them to be able to speak their truths. Speak in their own truth so that they can heal. So I believe that my purpose actually is to be able to allow someone else to get to a point where they're able to heal. So I say that to say this, my podcast and transparency is not just transparency to God because he knows. My transparency is about myself and my transparency is to help someone else. I believe that my life experience is not that they're so much different than everyone else's. But I believe that my life experiences sometimes are so similar to someone else that they can help other people to heal. I see it and I hear it every day. Just sometimes just in general conversation with people. Sometimes, of course, watching TV, watching episodes of everything from Law and Order to you name it. These life experiences are sometimes so real that sometimes they just catch you off guard. But I believe that they're there for a reason. So we have conversations with people and we realize that the commonalities that we have in each other. And we realize that some of these experiences that we have don't separate us from political parties, don't separate us from a racial um, segregation, but we have so many things in common with each other that it's scary. And I also believe that sometimes when we have these conversations that it helps us to break generational curses if we don't speak about them, if we don't share our truths, we continue to wallow in our trauma. So unfortunately these podcasts for me are about traumatic similarities, traumatic in a sense of not of just being hit by a car or something like that or whatever, but experiences of sexual assault. And I'll just put it out there, experiences of molestation and I'll be transparent And it's funny because I'm like, hmm, okay, where do I begin with this stuff? But when you have things that are happening around you to people that you love, and you know that some of your experiences may have changed the course of someone's life, may have stopped someone from doing something negative, something so hurtful, something so scary that it could change the trajectory of someone you love, someone you don't even know. So I said, I'd be transparent, right? I'd be 100% transparent in my podcast. So whether you're here to just listen and learn, whether you're here just to, let's just put it out there. I just wanna know what this girl has going on. So I'll say that as much as possible, I'm gonna try to avoid names But if it comes to mind, and if that name just comes to my tongue, sorry, but not sorry. If your name is called, I'm sorry. And I hope that it's a name that is called that someone that will or recognize that they're the person that I can't apologize for. I can't even convict them. I can't even judge them. I can't stand in judgment. I'm not the ultimate judge, but I do know that I have to learn how to forgive and forgiving is part of the healing process. I do know that in my opinion, that exposure will hopefully stop someone from hurting another person. So I'll start off in my own transparency because my first first podcast is about my own truth. And I can't help but take a deep breath because I know that these truths are going to hurt somebody. I just believe that somebody that's listening to my podcast, somebody that I know, somebody that I know is probably gonna be in their feelings about this podcast and this podcast series. So I say unapologetically me because if I expose someone's truth, hopefully not a name, that they recognize the hurt and pain that they may have caused some type of long lasting hurt and pain in someone's life but hopefully that person gets to a point where they're able to heal. And my goal with my podcast is that hopefully I'm able to help someone heal from some experiences they've had similar to what I've had in the past. So I'll start off with a story, five years old, five, six years old, um, maybe even seven, I'm not quite sure. But I do know at at that age, around five or six, being babysat by a 16 year old, seven, 16, I think he was about 16 or 17 year, years old. And my mom entrusted this young man in our neighborhood And she went out and, and hung out with her friends, um, which she did often. Um, and this young man babysat me at that time, me and my brother. He also babysat other neighbor neighborhood kids um, and he also babysat his sister. Meanwhile, late at night, he'd crawl into my bed, take off his clothes—certainly take off mine. No, you know I'll be honest; he didn't penetrate because I'm certainly sure that he knew that that much would at least keep our secret. Our secret, as he would say, <laughs> exercise. Right? That's what he would say. This was an exercise. But to this day, I can smell his scent to this day, I knew exactly what it was like to be a victim of somebody who knew better. And it eventually came out because we later learned that he had been doing the same thing to his sister, other children in the neighborhood. I don't know how long it was that it started with her, but just imagine that if she was able to tell someone else without shame, without guilt, without judgment, I may not have been one of his victims. I may not have had that experience. I may not be able to have this podcast dialogue with you today. He went to jail by the way, went to juvenile prison, I believe. I do remember having this conversation um, in some type of, room where there were this whole lot of chrome and and metal going on and sharing my story. I believe at that point now I know probably was a detective. I do remember telling my story and I remember it as if it was yesterday. I guess at some point um, I realized that the chrome tables and, and telling my story and sitting down Um, to be able to have this conversation because I'm thinking I'm a big girl telling this story, right? I do remember it so vividly that I vowed at an older age that I am now that I would use this story to tell someone else. I do remember when I first exposed the story to my mom. I remember sitting around our home, my, my parents, we were separated at the time and we lived in in this project home, Hall Manor. Um, My mom and I think there were so many people. I just remember just that neighborhood at that time. I have to say it was a time where it seemed like everybody just were friends um, in that neighborhood and everybody knew everybody. And temporarily when my parents separated, that's where we lived. And I remember my mom sitting in the living room with all of these other people, and I don't remember who they were. And I remember her asking me, and I don't remember exactly how she asked, but I do remember asking her to demonstrate what he did. I'm like, demonstrate? At this point, I knew that what was happening was wrong. Show me what he did. And I don't remember if I actually demonstrated, but I knew by the people sitting around, the people that almost like a a courtroom sitting around that they knew what he did. And like I said, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not sure if I demonstrated, not really sure to what extent, but that's where I learned. I learned that the things that were happening were not supposed to happen. At five years old, you don't understand those things. You're not supposed to. You don't even understand judgment, someone coming and touching in in ways that they shouldn't and how people would perceive that. And you kind of sense, at least in my my mind, I, I, I probably knew that it was wrong. I just didn't know how to tell it. I wasn't comfortable with telling it. And it happened more than once. Like I said, he babysat often. I don't know at what point they even learned. I didn't even know at what point they even found out about his sister. But someone started speaking, someone started telling the story And I'm grateful to that person, whoever that person was that shared their story and their experience, because it was wrong. Because it at least allowed it to stop on my end. And that's why I say we have to talk and communicate. We have to be comfortable in spaces and conversations with people because that comfort level allows people to speak their own truths. And we have to be careful of who we have around our children and our young children. I'll just put that out there. I would later run into him. I don't know if anyone from my hometown is listening, but we used to have this store called the Five and 10 on Market Street in my hometown, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I was older, a lot older. In fact, I had my daughter So I had my daughter at the age of 31. So that tells you how old I was and the difference in time from this experience. And I remember standing in line at the five and 10 and I saw him and I hadn't seen him in forever in a day. And I remember he had this little girl in this little papoose pouch and he's standing in line and I'm standing in line and I walked up to him. I walked up to him and I said to him, I hope that you are doing the right things to that little girl. And I do mean the right things. And I'm sure I caught him off guard and I was proud of myself that I actually was able to walk up to him and say those words. Because when I say that someone sees, God sees when you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. When you're in your sin and you're in your mess, So I'm hoping that that allowed me to let him know that somebody's seeing what you're doing. Somebody still remembers what you've done. Years later, years later, in fact, almost two years ago, I'm on Facebook. Everyone knows I I love my Facebook. that's my way of communicating, that's my way of staying out there with family and friends and and I'm silly on Facebook. But everyone knows that when you're on Facebook, it comes across the the screen or it shows people that you may know. And this face popped up on the people that I may know, which means that he's connected to people that I know. And I immediately just kind of just froze and I sent him a message in his box and I took a screenshot and I said, you popped up on my timeline. My prayer is that you have asked for forgiveness for what you've done. I've not seen him on my timeline since. Don't know if he's deleted his Facebook since. But what I do know is that he still knows that someone's watching. Someone knows the things that you've done to hurt other people. And I'm gonna continue to speak about those things. You showed up on my timeline. You came into my presence. I wasn't looking for you. I will never forget what you've done. And I know he's right, because anyone who knows Facebook knows that when you have Messenger, you can tell if someone's opened your message and he didn't respond back, but I'm okay with that. But I haven't seen his face since and I'm certainly okay with that. But these things don't stop once again until we're able to speak our truths, to be able to help someone else to heal. My next podcast, I'm going to bring up some other issues and some other things. And I'm hoping that you continue to follow me. I'm hoping that you continue to listen. And I'm hoping that if you're someone who's had an experience that you're able to talk about those things without being apologetic for things that have happened to you and your experience. But hoping that you will use those truths to be able to help someone else to be able to heal. My podcast is Behind Closed Doors. And I came up with that title because I believe that the things that happen like this are things that happen when people think that others aren't watching and others don't know. And so if we continue to keep these things behind closed doors, we continue to allow other people to be hurt. So I ask that you just continue to follow, continue to give feedback, questions, comments, like I said I'm open I'm transparent and I appreciate you taking the time to listen god bless you didn't let it be you. stand up girl they need you open up and speak true behind closed doors closed doors